Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. You know, every time I hear that intro, I always want to stay tuned. I'll tell you what, that is quite the demo intro. So we are still in COVID season, and we're going to hear from a wonderful leader, a beast of COVIDality, and he is going to say how he is celebrating life, making things happen. And without further ado, Andrea, one, how are you? Two, bring on the beast himself. Well, I'm super excited because today's my 51st birthday and what a great morning to spend it with you and Dave. So that could make anybody's day a celebration. So look at everybody else who gets to celebrate with both of you as well. <laughs> well, God and bless. We <laughs> and we have a wonderful guest, as he mentioned. We have Dave Austin with us. He's an international best-selling author and speaker. He has lectured at Harvard, the United Nations, and the U.S. Pentagon. And he's been in Uzbekistan. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Chennai or Chennai? You have to correct Chennai. me. In, is that what it is? India, and he makes it his motto to go where he is needed most. He was raised by a Navy chaplain who stormed the beaches during World War II without a gun and gave communion on his belly while machine guns fired overhead. Dave's been inspired by his father's courage and faith, and he carries that forward in his work. He's also the co-author of the international bestseller, Be a Beast, and he's the founder of the personal development company, Extreme Focus. Dave's mental performance training methods are not only endorsed by the Pentagon and by the U.S. Army Rangers, the Navy SEALs, but with the NFL, the MLB, the PGA, the Olympics, Fortune 500 companies, other CEOs, sales teams, and entrepreneurs, and more. He's really about helping people get their game-ready visualizations, and he has a new, uh, new fun thing going on, your game plan. I'm so excited to hear more about that. So we have our wonderful friend, Dave Austin, standing ovation to you. Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Dave. It's a, uh, you know, an honor to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I got tired with all that, uh, you know, t talking about what I've done. I'm like, God, I need to go take a nap. <laughs> well, I actually could have read more, and then I thought, well, uh, we won't have time to hear you. <laughs> well, they're normally on other days, but not on her birthday. She actually does read the bio twice, and so she's really impressed. So I guess you're getting a birthday break <laughs> well, You know, today. I wish you would have told us your birthday. I would have, you know, gotten some, you know how you got all these rock stars doing from their their you know, houses right now singing songs. I would arrange that. We would all, you know, brought on all the best of the best and sing a happy birthday. Dang, we missed an opportunity. Well, we're having a do-over then. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I'm going to have birthday month. It's birthday month, Dave. So next Monday's good. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you want for your birthday, young lady? Uh, well, um, you know what? My One of my favorite presents was the gift that you got me last year. Ken did a wonderful thing last year and got me a three-piece luggage set because we travel all over the world together. And uh, the very first trip that we uh, went on, I met him in a different city so we could go to a, a great event. And my middle-sized best piece of luggage was stolen from the airport with a whole bunch of my dresses. <laughs> and oh, that no. has not been replaced. So, And then uh, and then now my the very last trip in Egypt and uh, New Orleans 
Orleans, my last luggage uh, that I pull around every day broke. So those are my two I have to replace birthday wishes. So we'll oh, see by terrible. the end of the day if anybody pulls those out because I've been hitting around a family. So we'll see. Well, <laughs> it's time for me to come clean. <clears throat> so Dave, I am the one who actually stole the stuff so I could re-gift it. And <laughs> I, you know, I figured there was another deeper story within the story. I love stories within the story. And I want to personally thank you because just because you might not have known this, my birthday is this month and I've never thanked you for that suitcase. So thank you. (laughs) Well, and you just celebrated an anniversary. I did. I did. 34 years. I'm so blessed. And, you know, it's coronavirus, right? So, you know, what are we going to do? We've had a chance over the years of 34 years to do some pretty creative things. But I think this one's always going to be a memory to us that just really lasts because I'm thinking, I like to do something special. I mean, hey, if you're going to be married 34 years, you better keep coming up with something special. And um, anyway, you know, we, we're being very conservative. We're hunking down here. But we're, we're blessed. We have a beautiful property. We have streams and waterfalls and ponds, and we have over 200 tr- trees on our property. So out in the backyard by the pool, we, I set up with a tablecloth, went and, and bought all these roses and flowers. And then we, we're blessed. We have a chef. She cooked Kathy's favorite meal. And then my son, uh, Daniel, who's 21, and we'll talk a little bit more about him later, but he was our, our waiter and it was just priceless. And then my other son, I have four boys. My two youngest were here, the 24 the year old. We have a baby grand piano. We opened up the sliding doors to the back and he serenaded us. What do you sing? Pretty dang good, huh? Yeah, that's really good. What What do you sing? What was the song you like? He didn't sing. He just played. He, he's learned. This is something more recently. He moved. He moved here from Del Mar in uh, October um, and because uh, he wanted to be. We now live in Utah. We're right next to all the snow, and he loves snowboarding. So he said, hey, I'm not an idiot, and we have plenty of room here. And he, we, I have an office downstairs. He has an office upstairs. He's a, uh, he does um, videography and digital marketing, and he's very successful. You know, John Astroff had hired him out of college, and uh, he ran John's stuff for – about two and a half years and decided just to go out on his own, but it gives him that freedom. So he, mm-hmm. he wanted to come here and get a lot of snowboarding in. And, and then Daniel, the 21 year old lives here because we'll talk about it from my first book, but he was in um, special education and everything. So he'll be with us for always. And it's a blessing. He's awesome. So, so let's make that it. segue. Let's make that segue. Mr. Father of four boys. How, how does, how does one advise bringing up boys to be, young men with great character? Well, I have four boys and they're all great character. I'm, you know, if if you look at whatever I've accomplished, um, my biggest accomplishment are my sons. Absolutely. And now finally we have a little girl because I have a granddaughter. (laughs) That was like precious, precious. We finally got, you know, um, the little girl, Lennon, she's two months old. And, uh, but anyway, um, I think that, you know, for us, what Kathy and I believe in, we talk all the time, we read all the time. I think that it's it's a matter of always being in that inspired state. The friends you speak to, the people you spend the most time, uh, the things you do to keep moving you forward. And so we just shared that with our with our sons and with myself. You know, I've been a professional athlete, so I um, I'm really into um, you know sports, love sports. And so my, my boys grew up in that too. And 
And so I always coached their teams. It didn't matter what I was doing. You know, I had many nights where I had to go speak someplace, but I'd take an all night flight because I wouldn't miss their game, you know, and then I'd get there. And so you just arrange things. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not one that likes overnight flights. I'll be honest with you, but I took a lot of them so that I wouldn't miss a game and I would get back. And, and I think it's just, um, being active with them, but I don't look at it as being like, oh, it's taking me away from my work. There's nothing more important to me. I thrive in it. I, I'll be honest. So I look back now, I coached all four boys in all the sports. They were very active. How in the heck well, did I have time Dave, to do it? Can I cut I in? I don't know. I just did it. Well, let me cut in real quick, Dave. Are you ready? Yeah. Don't refer to them as boys. Refer to them as their name and what what uh, you're either proud of or what sport they played. Just give me a little more detail because here's what okay. I want to do. I want to actually have you share the show with them because I want them to know how important they are. Awesome. Today. You got it. My oldest is Jason. And I was married before. I was married for seven years and ended up going through a divorce, which was really challenging. But then I met Kathy about two years later. And now we've been together actually 39 years, but we've been married 34. Mm-hmm. It took me five years to kind of get brave enough to do it again. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Jason's from my previous marriage. He's 42. He owns his own business. He's a farrier. He uh, shoes horses and he does the Arabian horses. And wow. he lives in oh, Santa have Barbara. An we have an Arabian. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And, I, and by have, the way, my Dave, daughter has six horses. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Wow. And Dave, uh, what a coincidence. I drink Arabian coffee. So, I mean, we all there you have go. this in common. Yeah. You know, <laughs> perfect. See, there's connections everywhere. Um, so, so, anyway, I'm blessed. And he's lives with a really wonderful gal. He's not, I guess maybe he's not brave enough yet to get married, but he has said that they have, they are there. There is a wedding date coming. So we're pretty excited about that. But, uh, and then my next son, uh, Shane lives in Albuquerque and he's the one that blessed us with our first granddaughter. We are so lucky because they live in Albuquerque. We went, we're there for the day that Lennon was born, was there for three days and then came back and then, you know, you couldn't move again, right? You're, you're just stuck. So we got lucky. She got born just in time. And Shane, his story is he, he uh, you know, is it being an athlete? Um, he played in what, in what sport? He played quarterback for University of Hawaii, then played seven years professionally. And his wife, uh, so he was a star quarterback, right? Number 10. And his wife was number 10 on the basketball team, women's basketball team. And she still holds the three point record at uh, University of Hawaii. And uh, so uh, they met and just been fantastic. You know, uh, they, I think they dated for about five years. I think they followed my, you know, and then they got married. Seems like uh, a pattern. Uh, <laughs> huh? Seems was, like a pattern. <laughs> yeah. They got married about three years ago and she was from Albuquerque. And so he, uh, you know, half the half when he's not when he wasn't in season, you know, he lived in Albuquerque. He thought, ah, oh, this is not really the place. But now he loves it. He loves Albuquerque. Of course, he loves his wife and crazy. Oh my, he, his daughter already has him totally wrapped around his finger. I mean, he's he's in deep deep trouble. But so that's that's uh, the job. That's Shane, and he retired from football last year, and now is, they call him the storyteller. The number one home builder in uh, Albuquerque hired him to do all their video um, marketing, and so uh, they use his videos as um, showing, they did it, the Big Builders Association, they had a big Zoom call with about 12,000 of them. They used Shane's videos to show how you can still market during this time. 
Hmm. And they're still selling homes. It's really amazing. But guess what? He learned how to do it from his younger brother, who's Chase. Because Chase, when he was in uh, sophomore in high school, when Drew Brees had won the um, uh, Super Bowl, was the MVP, I, I, uh, I started a because I work with a lot of the pro athletes. I started to get everyone collected to say, let's do good together. We can do more together. And so Drew had this golf tournament and uh, we did all the videos for his uh, foundation. And then uh, Chase at 15 years old, directed, filmed, and uh, edited a national TV spot with Drew. Uh, It was pretty cool to have that going. So Chase is like uh, this, old soul. And John Asaroff, who you know, John, John's a friend of all of us. He, he started seeing the videos that Chase was doing for me. And he just, he, he said, can I have lunch with Chase? <laughs> and Chase was in college. He played football too. He went and, and uh, uh, he played fullback, different, you know, same mom, same dad, but he was a bruiser, but can't pass. So <laughs> he could run over people though. But anyway, um, he had injured his <laughs> shoulder his freshman year in college. And so John hired him part time to do his video work. And then he, uh, John has a thing called Brainathon. And then it ended up where, you know, Chase became kind of the whole director of it and that. And so for about two and a half years and, and, and John made him offer that pulled him out of college. <laughs> and uh, so now he has his own business as an entrepreneur. He does videography and, and uh, uh, digital marketing. And I'm really, really proud of him. It's amazing. Nice. But he taught his, older brother how to do it all now his older brother is is uh doing amazing things so it's really fun and they have a a business together too called poise which we can get into a little bit later but they're doing they're taking what i've done for 30 years and been successful at the olympic level nfl level major league baseball level on mental performance i have what's called a game ready well they've created an app for it called poise it's not on the market yet only some of the top olympic athletes some of the top nfl players we had university of hawaii football team use it last year they had uh, their first 10 game winning season since shane was there so um, it's very effective so it's really fun to see them kind of carrying the torch you know jesus said you'll do better works than i you know and i always tell my kids you'll do better works than i and they're proving it they're proving it they're doing it then my youngest son daniel is the reason this book was written 20 years ago. He's 20, he's 21 years old and he's our miracle child. They gave him no chance of survival at birth, zero, medically impossible. He was in a coma about seven weeks before he was to be born. And they, to save Kathy's life, they did an emergency C-section and, uh, he was taken out and he's all purple, shrinkled up and, you know, no chance. And they were trying to get him to breathe, but couldn't really give him up. And I went over to Daniel. I put my hand on his, Kathy was the one that actually encouraged me because she says, Hey, I'm fine. I'm fine. I thought, all right. So I went over, put my hand on Daniel's little leg. And I said, Daniel, feel my love, feel the power of God's healing grace. And it was like electrical shock. He came to, you know, to life for a moment. I mean, and he started breathing and they go, we got, we got action. You know, everyone joined. And then he went back in the coma, but then they took him in an intensive care. And the doctors told me, he said, you know, he's not going to make it through the night. Just so you know that that's whatever just happened. It's not going to go on. And I said, no, you know what? That's too much of a miracle. And right as I said that Daniel flinched and I went, see, there's, I'm not a doctor. I don't have to know the medical 
that's just, we're going to live off of that. So every day a new miracle took place. It's amazing. Now he's 21 years old. Um, he is a remarkable kid. I mean, young man, amazing. Um, he's just a gift and everyone loves Daniel. And so, um, so I ended up writing this book 20 years ago. He's only a chapter in the book, but it became a very popular book. And then five years after the book came out, the Hollywood producer contacted us and said, hey, we want to do a TV special on this because it was the, the special was called The Evidence. Does God still create miracles or did it just happen 2000 years ago or is miracles still happening today in today's life? Daniel's story is remarkable. So, you know, it was interesting because when they filmed the, the piece, they had all the doctors there and they filmed Kathy and I. And when during the time we were at the hospital back when he was born, the doctors kept telling us we were in denial. And we're going, hey, we're not in denial. We're just in seeing what we know can take place. But ironically, years later, they, were, they were in huh? denial. I said, ironically, they were in denial. Right. But here's the funny part. Five years later, we're, we're, the doctors are speaking, and there's some things I don't think we ever heard. And Kathy and I looked at each other and went, boy, we were in denial. <laughs> but, you know, we focused on what we, what we felt, and we were constantly guided completely guided throughout the whole experience. So the neat thing is, is this book 20 years later is now going to come out on the 20th anniversary. My agent, you know, Bill uh, Gladstone, uh, yeah. Bill is just so, he's so excited that we're bringing it back out. Um, the interesting thing about the book is, is that I didn't even know New Thought or uh, Unity Churches or, you know, even existed. Uh, my dad was a minister, a chaplain in the Navy. So traditionally, I came up a very traditional Christian, and this kind of took it to a, a, an area. It kind of expanded my view on how God works in our life. And it was really funny because this book became so popular in these churches I've never heard of. And I, you know, like the Agape Church, I, I used to speak there, and I, I would sign autographs for three hours. People just ate it up. And I'm like, there's groups of people who believe this? No. <laughs> yeah, it was really wonderful. And and just recently, um, you know, as I, I've been every Sunday because, you know, we're all hunkered down right now. I rewrote the introductory to the book because it's coming back out of what's taken place the last 20 years in my life. So I've been reading every Sunday. I, I read you know, and uh, I, re I read the new introduction over five weeks. And this last Sunday, yesterday, I, I now got into the, the initial part of the book. And I, I asked people, I said, look, it, I only plan to do this for six weeks. But if you want me to keep doing it, I keep doing it. And I have a, a, a minister from Africa. He goes, oh, Papa, he calls me Papa Dave. You have to. We are all learning so much, you know. And then I've got someone from Sweden, the U.K., uh, Australia, all over the world, which is fascinating to me because right now we're apart, but we can be closer than ever. If we choose to, this is the way we're doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm doing this with you today. Tomorrow I'm on in front of 1,100 realtors that, you know, what I do on the mental side of moving through crisis is very valuable. I think it's valuable any time in life, but right now it's what God's gifted me as far as my skill set and experience 
more important than ever. So I'm doing a lot of you know this. This is what I can do from home. Do what you can do, right? We can't control the things outside us, but we can control who we are and what we do. So we have so much to talk about in only an hour, now technically 35 minutes. So I wanted you to get a chance. Uh, we're kind of closer in break, but uh, let's introduce your other children, um, your books. And, the other uh, books? <laughs> yeah, because well, uh, each right. of your books uh, is like a child, isn't it? Right, that's right. So, you know, I, The Unfinished Cross ended up being a bestseller, and uh, <clears throat> that's what introduced me to Bill Gladstone. Bill Gladstone's a very top-notch um, you know, agent and, and even now has his own um, publishing company. And so um, it was interesting. Let me say one more thing before I get in the next book, because it kind of leads into the next book. I was getting on the plane to go to Scotland for the World Cup uh, as their mental performance coach to the Olympic team. And the coach came up to me and says, you know, I've read your book. This is The Unfinished Cross. I love it, but don't let anybody else know about it. <laughs> Because it's a very faith-based book. You know, we all have our own, you know, I'm, I'm here, you know, saying that Jesus can speak to us and speak to us daily if we listen. And that was something 20 years ago, mainstream Christians didn't want to hear. It's really interesting because it's the same publisher as Neil Donna Walsh, Conversation with God. And so I, you know, got to know Neil. I didn't know he had written something like had a similar type of experience. Mine's different because it's me, but um, Hampton Roads had us both going out on tour together and everything. So that was a whole new experience. But all of a sudden, my bread and butter of sports going, hey, don't anybody know about this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I became, you know, I, I did. I became a, a little nervous about it. But um, so I went to the, we went to the World Cup. I did what I did, you know, as a mental performance coach, and we had the best results ever. And so I came back to Bill. I said, Bill, we got to write this. And then I got asked to work with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And they had the best. They had been, you know, had a tough season. Now all of a sudden they had the best season. So I said, oh, we're going to get this book. And, and all of a sudden Bill goes, I got you the book. I, I got you a contract. I've got you an advancement. And you're writing songwriting for dummies. What? No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. Just, oh, but, but, yeah, you've got so much background in music and all this. I'm going, no, that's not what I'm writing, you know? And we were going back and forth. It was so funny because if you think about it, as an author, you know, an advancement, a contract, that's something you, you really love. And I'm going, no, I'm not doing this. And, and all of a sudden I go, he goes, no. Because one thing you might not know, I was given the Presidential Merit Award from the Grammys in 1991 for the things oh. I've done in the music industry. Congratulations. So, thank you. I'm very honored by it, trust me. But, but it was one of those things where, where <laughs> I said, and finally I go, uh, all right, now what's the advancement? <laughs> I go, ooh, all right, hold that thought. So I called Jim Peterick, a very dear friend of mine. We've done two records together, and Jim is one of the best songwriters out there, 27 top 10 hits. Uh, Eye of the Tiger is a monster. Still today, Eye of the Tiger is such a, a great, um, great song, great way to lift you up. And I called Jim. I said, Jim how would you like to co-write songwriting for dummies with me? He goes, are you kidding me? I'd be honored. So I called Bill. I said, all right, Bill, we're doing it. But Jim's writing it with me. Now I felt like there was a real legit to this book that here's a guy, one of the best songwriters out there. So many big hits, not only for his own band survivor, but Doobie brothers, uh, beach boys, uh, Leonard Skinner. I mean, I could just keep going on and on all the hits he's raising others. And here's one other thing, breaking news, breaking news on your show. <laughs> this week, 
just just happened. Are you ready? So so Jim and I just wrote the comeback. And he's recorded it. I just listened to it. Um, he just sent it to me. And um, it's coming back from all this Corona stuff that we're going through. And it's a very eye of the tiger type thing. I got inspired, believe it or not. <laughs> I was at church. Uh, this is before the coronavirus when, when the thought came to me. And, and I started writing because that's how I write. And I, I, I thought, who do I want to, who do I want to co I like to co-write when I you know, do this. And, and the, I kid you not, the ministry comes out and starts humming Eye of the Tiger. I'm going, are you kidding me? <laughs> so that was my sign. Right after church, I called Jim and said, Jim, we're writing the comeback. When we, so when we wrote the comeback, it was more originally in, in the style of, um, you know, this is a stadium anthem. But then just this week, Jim goes, I'm sorry, I'm inspired. He says, are you are we willing to change up the lyrics? I think we need to do this for the for us all being hunkered down and we're going to come back from it and so cool. i went back looked at my old notes and i said and some of the verses that we didn't use or the, the lines i said yeah and i there's the, the opening line is out of the darkness into the light and i thought we got to use that and it wasn't used in what we thought we had so anyway breaking news on the show there you have it thank you well we'll be excited to uh, share that with you guys when you guys are ready to release let us know and we'll have you back on now, Dave, we have another challenge for you. Uh-oh. No, it's not an uh-oh. It's a, oh, I didn't get to the other books. I get, well, yeah. no, we're, we're going to go to break, but I want to give we you a chance. We have a half hour more. <laughs> we got a half hour more, brother. I, that's so, one thing. I, I have too many, way too many stories. I know. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to cram them in, and we're going to do great trivia at the end of the show. But here's the challenge while we go to break. We are celebrating National Keep Smiling Week on May 25th. Be inspired to write a hit. Oh, there you go. Hey, I just got asked, listen to this. Speed yeah. inspired it right a hit. Uh, you got it. Um, breaking. Oh, you were going to a break. I'll tell you after the break. There's nothing like going to a break with breaking news. This is perfect. All right, Andrea, <laughs> can you uh, give a shout out to the sponsors and take us to break? Yes, I can. Um, and uh just real quick as a follow-up, I just was telling him before the show, I just mentioned the songwriting for Dummies, not knowing that he was a co-author for it. And that's because I was talking to a famous musician uh, who plays the saxophone about writing a song for the Keep Smiling movement. Now, how fun is that? So put that right back at you, Dave. And we want to remind people that we have Keep Smiling cards and languages all over the world. So when people like Dave are traveling, they can say keep smiling wherever they are. And we want to thank the Keep Smiling movement for that. We also want to shake, uh, shake. we want to shake and thank um, uh, Barry Shore, our ambassador of joy for um, creating those cards, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, and Voice America Influencer Channel. And we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. 
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right. I would say we're not playing around, but we are definitely playing around. So, my son is actually coming over to let me know he has hiccups. And I don't know if you know a trick on how to get rid of hiccups, Dave, but you know, a lot of people think it's scaring, but it's actually concentration. So if you take a glass, I'm not going to do this and spill it on my computer, but if you turn it around upside down and over your head, which I can do when I'm standing up, you actually are concentrating so much, almost hundred percent of the time you lose your hiccups. So I'm going to help you later, Kenny, with your hiccups, but give it a try. That's too full of a glass, by the way. You're going to spill it. So um, one thing, go for it, Dave. Well, you can also take the glass. I've learned. I don't know. Maybe it's probably the same reason because of your focus and you drink out of the other side of it. Oh, really? That's all worked for me. And I never know why it worked, but I think you just described why. I didn't know. Okay, sure. I learned that as a kid. Well, when I did the opposite side, I would always spill tea down my belly. Oh, okay. So. Well, maybe that's it. Just the feel of the tea <laughs> down your belly gets rid of me. We'll find the real reason it works. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show, and we're just going to have to have you back, especially since you have some great stories that we're just not going to be able to get to today. But let's talk about your uh, last couple books that we didn't get a chance to, and, and you can segue your final book into some mindset stuff. Sure. And, and then we'll come back with a story or two. Well, we left him with the break at the break a little. I have, I feel obligated. Yes. So I got a call yesterday from a producer, right? TV shows are not being done right now, but the show, I can't say much about it because it's, it's just in, um, they're sending me a contract. They want, we talked about Daniel in the first book. They wanted, it's a a show that's going to be, um, where, um, talk about dramatic stories, you know, things like, so, you know, and they wanted to use Daniel's story and then use our whole family because our family, you know, they felt like is a very out there doing positive things, right? Keep smiling everywhere. All my boys, have, you know, I could go on and on about that. So, but they're tying it in with a major, each story, we might be the opening. They, they're down to three for the pilot. Our family story is one with, a, I can't even tell you the major songwriter, hip, I mean, not just songwriter, artist, one of my favorite they want me to co-write a song with him about Daniel's story. Now, this guy, I think, has written the biggest of the biggest. Very fresh today. I can't give you his name. I wish I could. You can say uh, a song, though, right? You can say a huh? song. You can tell a song. Can you share what song he's done? Well, we, yeah, I mean, we can when it's done. It's not even, I mean, it's just, it's being, it's going to be created. I'm probably going to, my, my, my <laughs> kids are like, they all love this artist so much. They're going, what are you going to do? You just sit there. I'll probably, I said, yeah, I'll just sit there and I'll maybe go, how about, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? But that's what I wanted to share is that it's going to be really interesting. And then the songs will be made for charity. You know, the songs will then come out and we being on the show get to decide what charity we want to support. Hmm. Kind of cool thing. That is very cool. It's not Tim McGraw, right? Tim's a good friend. And, oh, that leads us into this book. That's <laughs> a funny story. So it's not Tim, but never know. Never know. Literally, you know, his song, um, what was it? Uh, shoot. 
I'm going blank. But I literally drove, I pulled over it when the first time it came on the radio. Oh, the life and, song? And, huh? The one about life, uh, die, that one? Um, the one that, that, oh gosh, you know, that I don't know why I'm going blank. I'm not usually blank, but anyway, it was an inspirational song, right? The inspiration. So, so, uh, you know, I had to reach out to say, this is such an incredible song and Tug McGraw, his dad was a friend of mine and, uh, you know, played major league baseball. Don't know if you know that great baseball player. Um, and so I got invited to this big charity event that Tim was doing the, this concert in Dallas and got to know his family and everything. So his sister called me and goes, oh, I can never get anything for Tim for Christmas. I never, I mean, he, he has everything. And he says, right. don't even try, don't worry about it. Just come to the house. She says, but I need, she goes, can you autograph the Be A Beast book and give a message to Tim in it? And that would be my Christmas present. So it was really funny. She tells me on Christmas morning, he opens up the book and I wrote a, uh, a nice, you know, thing to him about that song, if I could remember it, <laughs> about how much it meant to me. And he goes, wow. Is it Humble and Kind by chance? Humble and that Kind, thank most- you. Okay. Thank you. Yay. Humble and Kind. <laughs> uh, and so, so he goes to his sister, <laughs> he goes, oh my God, you know the author? And she goes, I got my peeps too. <laughs> Never knew I was going to throw a Tim McGraw story in, but it's, it. you know what? It's got to be finalized. I wouldn't be opposed if it was Tim, but that's not. But, oh, my gosh, I would love to tell you I can't. I'm going to shut up because I'll <laughs> say it without even trying. No anyway. Problem. So let's go to your uh, final book and let's get to mindset. And maybe uh, you have a story or two about smiles in India. So, let's yeah, go I, you know, I don't know where you want to go first about. I'll go to mindset and then I'll, I'll give you the smile story. A great smile story. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. I, I started coaching. Well, I started coaching my kids and they started becoming so successful in sports. I mean, this is way back when, and I have a degree in psychology. I played on the professional tennis tour. I was a world ranked tennis player. You learn a lot when you travel the world, but I felt like, you know, when you, when, when you're playing at your top, you're in what's called the zone or in flow state of mind. And I really started studying it. And how do you get there? And I've read so much. And I probably, what I've been doing the last 20 some years goes way beyond whatever I learned in school. You know, whatever my degree in psychology, you know, I, I now coach, you know, some of the best psychologists, you know, sports psychology and all that. Because I don't really do sports psychology. I go beyond that. I know that. I don't know what that means to you. But I meant that I, I've been, had so much experience on the field of NFL games, Major League Baseball. I've had four players become MVPs in Major League Baseball. You know, it's just on and on. And it's, it's really getting to, the, to that state. It's a practice. And you've got to, it's, you know, once it's not about knowing it. It's about knowing it, then doing it, then becoming it. And that takes daily practice. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You don't just go out and learn. It's who you become in the process and stay in it. And that's what I've developed over the years. And about, oh, gosh, in 2007, I met a gentleman um, that is the most incredible man I ever met, Roger Anthony. Did you ever have a chance to meet Roger? I did not. Uh, I was speaking at um, CEO Space, and Roger was speaking. That was their biggest. I mean, at that, they had Les Brown. Bob um, Proctor, Proctor, who wrote the the forward. I'm, I'm uh, Jack Canfield. Uh, I mean, it just went on and on. Lisa Nichols. Jack I mean, was just on three weeks ago. 
He oh, was really? on with us. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So mm-hmm. a lot of great speakers, and I never heard of Roger Anthony. And Roger, for me, stole the show. The man uh-huh. is the most brilliant man. I, I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and we became deep friends, uh, traveled the world together. But we wrote this book together. But he's the one that added these animal triggers to what I had been coaching. And it made all the difference. You know, when you see, I, I, I've lectured at Harvard. I, I, I spoke at the Global Summit at the UN. Um, a lot of it is because of the animal triggers are so unique, you know. And when I say, you know, I've worked with the police force in Texas to go in and they don't, they, they utilize this in everything they do. I've worked with Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, course, athletes today still very active. I'm working, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of people don't understand that, that you know, we're not able to be out in the field right now. And, I, and so I'm working with NFL quarterback. I'm working with major league baseball players. And we're, during this time, we're working to get them mentally stronger. Because I myself, you know, I was a world-ranked tennis player, but I was only, you know, at a, I was 300 something in the world, right? I never knew how to take it further. Eight years after I retired, after I started really diving deep into this, I got invited. I'm retired. I got invited to go to Canada to play in one of the pro tournaments, all expense paid, and we didn't have kids yet. So, Kathy and I went, hey, let's go to Canada. It's August. Beautiful. Went up there. Not only did I get to the finals of the doubles, in the finals, and played the number one team in the world and won. We won that championship. Eight years after I retired because I'd learned how to mentally get my mind to work for me for me rather than against me. So that's what I've been doing ever since. And yes, I've had a music back, you know, I had a radio hit in the 80s and then I ran a record label with Universal. What was it? Huh? What was the hit? Play on. Play on. Play on. And it was, was in Billboard as a, a pick hit and uh, and it that one caused me almost to have an accident the first time I heard it on the uh, radio I was driving along that was that was pretty freaky that was really awesome in fact you know it was scary though because I'm like I was on the freeway and I literally you know went flying off I, I luckily there was an off ramp right there I just drove down parked my oldest son was with me he was about I don't remember eight or 10 at the time. And we just danced. We just danced to it in the car. You know, it was, it was a great moment, a great memory to have. Uh, but I went on to run a record label with universal. And so music was a part for a time. You know, I was in movies too, in the eighties, I was in uncommon valor with Gene Hackman and hmm. Patrick Swayze. I was in uh, the jagged edge with Jeff Bridges and Glenn close. I was in, um, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, his times with, uh, gosh, Brad Davis, Veronica Cartwright. Really, I mean, I was very blessed to uh, be in film and TV. I was, it was just such great cast. I did that in the 80s and the music. So, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up, right? I just feel blessed that I had those opportunities. I knew they were just a part of my life at that time, but I knew I was destined to coach my whole life. That's what my mission was. That's my purpose. And so it was when I started having my own kids, I moved away from being, say, in front of the camera and, and that. And I feel blessed that I get to help people every day um, with what I do. It's just well, a blessing. Ken, and this book has been, Ken, you know, go ahead. 
You want me to shut oh, up? Oh, I was going to say, well, no, no, I was just going to say, Ken doesn't know that you have this new thing that you just started, um, really that you initiated because of COVID to help um, everybody be able to know about coaching and so forth. So um, Ken, is that okay that he shares that I now? I think that's it's a great cool. idea. And then he owes us a, a <laughs> smile story too. Yeah, I'm going to give you, yes. you're going to love this smile story. Trust me. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, you know, here we are. What do you do during this time? I always, all my clients, whether they're business clients or athletes, I always say, you know what, no matter how challenging this is, we're going to get better during this time. We're not just going to survive. We're going to thrive. And that's easy to say, but how do you live it? And so the, a lot of creative things have come out. And then for myself, I better live it too. So I came up with game time. And game time is every Monday, which is today. So at 12 noon, where I live in Utah, uh, are, you, are you still West Coast? I'm East Coast. East Coast. So, you know, that's two o'clock your time. Um, I do a half hour call, which we do one of the beast principles in the book. We only have six, there's 37 of them all over. So, you know, and the principles are so magical because, um, they trigger you into right action. You know, we have our habits in our subconscious mind. And when you're in pressure or anything, you're going to go to whatever your habit is. We're just feeding new, what I call winning habits. And then I do the game ready. The game ready is what has won so many championships, gold medals, all that. It's a, it's a visualization that I developed on the way to the World Cup on the plane, 39,000 feet up. I went, God, what else do you have for me? And this whole concept of the game ready, which I'm now known for, came to me. See, I, I have to be honest. I can't do it all on my own. If I try to do it on my own, it's only so-so. But when I bring that greater wisdom through, Man, it's amazing what we can do. So the game readies have, have created so many neat things, and it's really marked my career. So I decided, well, what can I do right now? How about if I do an animal principle and a game ready to start everyone's week? But also finances right now are, you know, not everyone's making what they normally make. So I said, how, how can I, what role should I play in this? So, you know, where private clients pay me thousands of dollars, right? Well worth it, though. <laughs> um, but um, so for a dollar, you can try this and see if it works for you. If it does work, then I still wanted to keep it really reasonable. So for $45 a month, you get to have access every Monday. And then it's all recorded. And then I, I decided to throw in the things that cost people a lot of money normally. Not a, I don't, a lot of money. I think that's all... But my videos, my my Beast Trigger for Business audio series that I did with uh, um, Tony Butto. If you don't know Tony, you should have him on the show. He's awesome. Um, so you get all this stuff because right now I think that, you know, what I do in regular times is very important. But right now there's been no, I mean, it's your mindset is everything. Getting your mind to work for you rather than against you is so crucial. It's a game changer. So I thought, well, that's one thing I can do. So this is only the second week and anybody who's going to sign up for it, it's extremefocus.com slash game time. Anybody who's going to sign up, you get every, this is only the second week, but every call is recorded. Because one of the things I have learned is repetition. Now you also get the videos, you get the audios and all that, and you get the Be a Beast book. So you get everything. Um, and I want, um, so it's just my way of doing what I can do. My dad 
stormed the beaches at Iwo Jima. He wasn't supposed to lead the charge. He was supposed to come in after they cleaned up the beaches. That's when the high officers and the chaplains come in. But he led it without a, without a weapon, just a Bible. And like, why? <laughs> Dad, we're lucky to be alive. He goes, well, that's where I was needed most. So that has always been a part of me. I, my dad passed away 20-some years ago. And it, whenever I, I, I hear that voice, where are you needed most? So that's how I, when I make decisions, is this where I'm needed most? So I create a date game time from that feeling of this is where I'm needed most right now in people's lives. Well, let's do the smile story because we got to get to the trivia pretty soon. Okay, real quickly. Uh, oh, look at that. Wow, there's the whole family. There they are. Yeah. Daniel's on the left. That's Daniel. Uh, that's Shane, the quarterback one. That's his yeah. wife, Megan, the, the basketball star. That's Chase, and that's my wife, Kathy. Wow, pretty cool. Well, it's, it, it's game time, so I had to play the game. There you go. I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's me. Shoot, too bad. Anyway, so we get asked to go speak at the Women's, World Women's Wellness Global Summit in Chennai, India. And Roger and I fly over there. Bob Proctor was the other from, from English speaking. There were 60 countries represented. And so I took a film crew with me. And we stopped in Beijing, filmed all this great stuff there in the Forbidden City on the Great Wall. And then we're going up to the Taj Mahal before we're going down to Chennai. And as we were driving, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to be, be on film and I'm supposed to be positive, right? But I'm looking at so much, you know, people without clothes. I'm seeing so much where they had nothing, nothing everywhere I looked. And so the way we, we had drivers and the men were in one car, the women were in the other. So I, I wasn't with Kathy and we're driving. We started in the morning and I'm getting really depressed because of, of, of all the starvation that what appears to be right. And we stop, we have lunch and Kathy and I then start talking about something that we start recognizing. Right? Did you see how many, everybody was smiling. I mean, they had nothing, but they had everything. We lived at the time in Rancho Santa Fe, which is a rich community. And when we looked at homes there, the reason the homes were on the market was because of broken families. And we thought, who are we to judge what creates a smile? And so the rest of the afternoon on the way to the Taj Mahal, that's all we saw. We started counting smiles. Hmm. And it was so amazing. My whole mood changed. Everything changed. Get to the Taj Mahal, camera crew's ready to go. I'm in great spirits because... What an awakening for me. Who awesome. is it to, what do we have to have? You know, in the Bible, in Matthew, it says, those who have much will have more. Those who have less will have less. And that sounds kind of, what? Only those that have it? But think about this. If you throw in, I always throw in gratitude, but this one I'm going to go, those who have much smiles will have more. Those that have less smiles will have less. Yep. Because what it really means is, is that if you don't appreciate what you have, you don't have anything. When you, if you, if you, you know, don't have anything, but you can smile and appreciate what you have, you have everything. And that's right. what our biggest message that we learned in India. So many happy people. We didn't see anybody arguing. Well, you're in a lot of books, Dave, because you bring so many smiles to the world. And, you know, we, we have a template that only takes about two hours to do. And I will tell you that it would be an honor to have you included. We have 120 books being sent out to 12,000 media outlets. National Keep, uh, National Keep Smiling Week is May 25th to the 31st. And I think the best gift I could give you for all you do is to amplify your goodness. And 
let the world know that you have a lot of mindset technology, you have a lot of um, hope, faith, and really a great reasoning for living a life that you love. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, send it to me. I, I will do my best. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I want to go to trivia because we're getting kind of close. Uh, I think we're down to a minute. So you have played a lot of games in your life. So we're going to try and hit as many of them as possible, starting with the one behind you. Why? What is the meaning of the shirt behind you briefly, very briefly? Uh, Tony Gwynn, one of my all-time greatest baseball players, won seven batting titles. But again, it's more than his batting titles that I love Tony for. Is he was a family man, stayed in San Diego the whole time, could have gone anywhere. He was the best hitter in baseball. Hmm. How many, you know, he's the last hitter that came so close to hitting 400, hit 392. No one's even come close to that. But what was remarkable about Tony is his spirit. I love Tony who he was. We lost Tony to cancer. So I've got his jersey here. Remind me that uh, what it takes to be a champion is off the field as much as if it's on the field. So, Dave, all the other questions, this is the one that you got to buy of giving a long answer. All the other ones will be short, real short. Okay, sorry. Of, well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I get emotional just speaking. Well, about no, that I, one. I purposely did oh, that one first so that we had time to have that one. All the other ones will be quick question, quick answer. So, uh, Andrea, go ahead. I'm, oh, I'm nervous. What is, <laughs> what is the song that gets you most jazzed up that you play? I have a feeling I know the answer. <laughs> Well, I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus, uh, give me the name again. Humble, that, huh? humble, humble and kind. kind. Humble and kind. I love that, but I also. Or Eye of the Tiger. Well, Eye of the Tiger, you know, most of the time because I'm connected with Jim, we actually at the Olympics, we did a new version of Eye of the Tiger. I can't do a short answer. I know you can't. I know. So what's a, what's a book that changed your life? Um, one or two. Yeah, my mind is just like, what's going on today? The the one is with, um, gosh, look at this. I've read so many books, and the first one that came to mind is, um, it, it really taught me about energy change. Come on, help me out here. Um, Humble and energy. What's it look like? Energy what's and kind. About? Energy and kind. This is bizarre. I, I, I'm going to go way back to... to, to <laughs> Oh my Whatever God. What comes out of your mouth is the right one. <laughs> it's right. You know, I, I even coach someone who writes great books. I coached her when she was running for president. I don't know if I can bring that up or not, but she Marianne, writes. Great books. You can, yeah, you Marianne. Can yeah. Marianne and, Williamson. We've, she's yeah. in the keep smiling movement, holding a oh, card. Good. For us, so. We're going to do a show Thursday night about who's on your bus. Meaning that this whole thing about who do you spend time with? How, how do you, um, uh, you know, to, you have the trust in that, you can share with each other because that's something that she said the other day. She says, you know, you always give me an uplifting that I need. And I said, well, you do the same for me, you know? So that's where we, you know, that's what I look for is who's on the bus. Yep. That's a great one. All right. And uh, is it, my, oh, no, it's your turn, Andre. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, when you were a little kid, what was that? Uh, what, what did you want to grow up to be? Oh, definitely. I was going to be a baseball player when I was a little kid. I, I, and I went to, I went to ba- a college on a baseball scholarship, but I, and I, I was destined to play professional baseball, but I got in a horrendous car accident and I used tennis to rehabilitate myself. And lo and behold, I transferred schools. I was a shortstop for the college I played for, transferred to San Diego State and was a walk-on in tennis. And the rest, I guess you would call history. Wow. 
That's cool. Okay, um, let's go. Actually, I'll go back. No, I was going to be a coach. <laughs> Even if I played professionally, I always knew I was going to be a coach. That's really the truth. <laughs> yeah, I, the professional part was just to give me credibility so I could be a good coach. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, what is a quote you live by? What? What is a, what is a quote you live by? <sighs> Love is all there is. It's all we leave behind. All right. Beautiful. And uh, final question, Andrea. If you had a superhuman power, what would it be, Dave? I do have a superhuman power. We all do. Yes, we do. When we're connected, you know, Einstein said, I don't have a bigger brain. I have a better connection. So when you really feel that depth of faith and trust in you, no matter if it looks bleak, it always turns out right if you choose to. So my secret power is always finding the gift in everything there is, even when it might be challenging. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get our sponsors. And you are a wonderful person. And thank you so much for your leadership and your gifts that you give to the world. Can't wait to read your story that goes beyond that allows you to actually storytell a lot more. And uh, we will be back next week. And we will share that book when we have it. Sounds and we want to thank-, well, thank you. Yeah, don't ever get me started on stories. That's... <laughs> My kids give me a hard time on that one. <laughs> oh, we love your stories. We want to thank Big Events USA, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Voice America Influencer Channel, the Keep Smiling Movement. And since we're talking about sports, we want to mention Hit Check as well. And uh, did I say the Umbrella Syndicate? If not, they need to double mention uh, if, if I did. And uh, thanks so much again for everyone who's been a part of this and the Keep Smiling Movement. And also another big happy birthday to you, Andrea. I'm glad that uh, oh, thank you, you're Ken. able to spend it on our show to be amplifying your goodness. Should I send her the suitcase now? I, you just want it <laughs> rotated? It is definitely the time. <laughs> just but leave your dirty clothes in it. That's fine. I'll wash them. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, Dave, um, I am running out of things that uh, we can give her for the, I guess, Christmas stuff. So I'll tell you where she's going to be heading after COVID. We need to pick up a couple more of her suitcases, right? <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. See you. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.